Welcome to A Night Deep Pool. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. I want to thank you so very much for joining us today. I declare in the name of Jesus that this is the day which God has made. We will rejoice and be exceedingly glad. I guarantee you if you came here with, with ears open to hear, eyes open to receive, but your heart is receptive to receive the engrafted word of God, he will ultimately speak a word today that will change your life forever. So I'm going to ask you to go ahead and lean in all the way in with me in the name of Jesus and just get go 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 to the Dubai and just get ready, get ready, get ready for right now on time word that will ultimately change your life forever. Now, you know, we've been we've been talking about over the, uh, last week, we were talking about the ultimate seek and search and rescue mission, how Jesus it says here in, in Luke chapter 19, verse number nine, it says how how today I make this prophecy, I prophesy to you today that salvation or healing and deliverance and wholeness and, and sanctification is come to your house today. It's come to your car today. It's come to you today. Why? How can I say that? Because he says, for the son of man, he came to seek and save that as long as. So he's coming to see you today. He's coming to your house today. There's going to be an encounter with you and the Lord today that will ultimately transform your life forever. Are you ready to receive it? Do you believe that you can receive it right now because he's he's ready to do it in your life today. In fact, he sent me here and he says, he says, for many people, their lives are like the maze and, and, and they're going around like a mouse going through a maze looking for their cheese. And, and for years, the cheese has always been in the same place, kind of like the book, you know, who moved my cheese? And for years, the cheese has always been in the same place. They've always been able to get joy from this. They've always been able to get satisfaction from this. They always begin to self-medicate themselves in this situation or from that situation. He says, but what happens when the cheese is moved? What happens when situations and circumstances turn and change in your life and now you don't know which way to go? He says he's here to to help to lead you to guide you to give you a solid foundation by which to stand upon. Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to receive it? Say I receive the word today that will provide a solid foundation for my life for me to be able to build upon in Jesus name. Amen. Now he said, I, I'm sending, I, he was sent to seek and save the lost. And then he told his disciples, hey, go out, make disciples, go out, make students, go out, make pupils, go out and teach them, to, teach them the things which I taught you that they may observe, that they may do it, that they may apply it to their lives, that they may, that they may be, and that they may be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that they may be baptized in the name of Jesus, that they may, that they may be so submerged in this that it becomes second nature to them. Are you ready? Here we go. Let's make this declaration in Jesus' name that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open the prison to the unreal, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God. He says, to, and to comfort all who mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. 
and they shall build the old ways, and they shall raise the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. Father God in heaven, we give you the glory, the honor, and praise, and we thank you for this opportunity in your word. That I preach to teach you it will not be with the words of man's wisdom, but let it be in demonstration of spirit and power. Holy Spirit, you're already here. Continue to move up and down each and every aisle. Touch each and every person. Touch each and every household. I decrease that you may increase. May the faith of the people not lie not in the wisdom of man, but let it lie in the demonstration of the spirit of God. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise for miracles, signs, and wonders that will go forth today in Jesus' name. Amen. And, and, and make this declaration with me. Say, this, hold your Bible up. Say, this is my Bible. The Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible is the truth. It tells me what I should think. It tells me what I should believe. And it tells me how I should walk. The word of God is the most important thing in life. Say that with me. The word of God is the most important thing in life and i kind of smile there because the bible is the truth and we talked about last week about how last week was what d-day or last week was your what day one where you had made jesus the head of your life where you had made a decision to become a disciple where you had made a decision to let the word of god be the final authority and, and where you had made a decision to begin to take off the old man and put on the new man through the renewing uh through the uh through the renewing of your mind by the word of god how we talked about that like last week and how jesus prophesied in matthew chapter 24 that deception will be running rampant in these last days we talked about how you know how people can have have what's known as fortified patterns of thinking are strongholds and how you know in second corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 5 we talked about how you got to be able to pull down or throw off those those arguments or theories or reasonings which try to exalt themselves or lift themselves higher and says we're more true than what it is that the knowledge of god says and we found out that there is there's only one absolute truth, and that absolute truth is found in the Word of God because the only thing that will be able to make you free from wrong patterns of thinking, the only thing that will make you free from wrong arguments and theories and reasonings is the Word of God because it says in John chapter 8, and verse 32 talks about how, you know, if you can, if you continue in my word, if you adhere to it, apply it to your life and be a doer of that word, it says, then you will know the truth and the truth uh, well, and you will be his disciples indeed, and that truth that you know as a result of spending time and reading it and applying it, reading it and applying it to your life will make you free from the wrong arguments, theories, and reasonings, which would also change how you think, how you feel, and how you respond. See, it all the you know, battle is either won or lost in your mind see when you get into a confrontation with somebody the battle is not with that individual because see it says in, in ephesians chapter 6 we don't wrestle against flesh and blood bobby or tommy or billy or becky they're not the issue it's the spirit that they're being influenced by it's the spirit that they're yielding to that's causing them to carry out in behaviors which they are or is wrong patterns of thinking which came about from wrong patterns of teaching instruction and understanding because we talked about last week how even in first timothy chapter four how even when people begin to fall away from the faith they're falling away because they have made a conscious decision to 
to to pay attention or give attention to doctrines, uh, uh, wrong, false doctrines, wrong doctrines influenced by demonic spirits. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. It's happening right now. And in some cases, even happening in the church. Now, Jesus, he's told me to tell you today, he says, I'm going here to remind you about seeking and saving that which was lost. He says, because it's this part that we're going to build a foundation on today is set in stone. So if I was to give this message a title, it's called set in stone. This is foundational truth. And from these truths, you build the rest of the house. See, it says in Psalms chapter uh, 21, I apologize, Psalms chapter 127 and verse 1, it says this, it says, except the Lord builds the house, they who build it labor in vain. It didn't say that you could not get a house built. It says, except, but except the Lord is the one who's building the house, when you're laboring to build it, you're laboring in vain. And what does it mean to, to, to build your house? And what are we talking about that is going to be set in stone? What is the, what is the first thing you got to get in order to be able to build a house? You have to get the blueprints because the blueprints tells you what was the original design. What was the intent when the, when the, when the builders got ready to build a house? What was the architect? What was the thoughts? We talked about this last week about how you have, have the written, the Logos word, which is the written thoughts or intent of God. What was God's written thought or expression concerning this situation or that situation? If I want to know what his intent or his thought was about it, all I got to do is pick up the Bible and begin to read it where it talks about when God is, is speaking through, through his men and women of God, who he began to speak, what was his, his original thoughts and intents. God's original thought was for man to rule and to reign and to dominate the earth in accordance with Genesis chapter one, verse 26. And he says, I expect you, I'm going to, I'm going to bless you. And he says, and this is what I want you to do. He says in Genesis chapter one, 28, he says, I want you to be fruitful. I want you to always be producing. He says, I want you to multiply. I want you to always be increasing. I want you to replenish. I want you to feel and to refill. He says, but I also want you to subdue. I also want you to have authority. I want you also want you to have conquer. I also want you to have control over your environment, over the earth, or over every creeping thing that is on the earth. You don't have authority over people, but you have authority over spirits that try to influence people, and you have authority over things. He says, that is my intent original intent that was my original blueprint for the earth and even though adam and eve bowed their knee and they gave up that authority i sent jesus and jesus did this in accordance with chapter john chapter 10 verse 10 he says this he says i came he says that the thief came to steal kill and destroy your life he wants to steal your identity kill your purpose to destroy your life but jesus said but i came that you might have life the god kind of life the life according to the original blueprint all the way back in Genesis chapter one, where you are able to to always be producing, always be increasing, always be filling and refilling and also have authority over your situation and circumstance. He says, I came that you might have that kind of life and have that life in abundance to the full until it overflows. He says he went into verse uh, John chapter 10 and verse 11 says, I'm so committed to this. I'm willing to lay my very life down to make sure you get it. 
but he also took it a step further to make sure that you and I got it. He began to seek and save that which was lost, and he also trained up others, which are known as disciples, others to go forth and to do what? To seek and save that which was lost. And that's exactly what it is we're doing. We're seeking and saving that was lost, but we're also training people, training according, like he said in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, go out and make disciples and, and teach them to observe, teach them how to live it, teach them how to apply it, teach them how the, to, to, to live that life in abundance to overflows and teach them all the things which I have shown to you, all those things I made known to you so that they can live their best life yet. And after you get the blueprints, what's the next thing you got to do? You got, once you get the blueprints, remember we talked about this last week, you can't just read what the intent was. You can't just read what the word of God says. You have to be willing to do it. And that's where it talks about, you know, you got to be able to set up your foundation. And the way, the way that you set up your foundation, so you know that your foundation is sure, you have to be a doer of the word and, and not a hearer only, but you have to make a decision. That word is the final authority, which is what we did last week. The word of God is the final authority. That's, that's, that's what leads you. That's, that's how you, that's how you understand the written intent of God according to the Logos in order for him to give you the next type of word, which is a rhema, which is a spoken word, so that you are, you are able to operate in the wisdom of God or right use and exercise of the word of God that you are reading on a daily basis. Are you seeing how this is connected? You read the word, you meditate on it, you study it until you get comprehensive understanding our insight and then you will begin to uh, uh, then you will get revelation revelation of that word or revealed knowledge concerning that word means now I, I have wisdom on how to rightly use and exercise the knowledge from the word of god that i have why is that so important because that's how you build your foundation jesus says this in matthew chapter 7 starting in verse 21 it says not everyone I'm reading out a New American Standard Bible says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father who is in heaven will enter. He goes on, he says, for many will say, to, Jesus said, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And did we not cast out demons in your name? And in your name, didn't we perform all these many miracles? And then Jesus said, I declare to him, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. He said, he goes on, he says, because see, there's two foundations. There's two found. Why would he say those to those people who, who they says we did all these little works? We did all these works. How could we not be, you know, your disciples? How could we not be the, the, uh, 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 the ones who are entering to the kingdom of heaven? He says, let me share, let me tell you the difference between those who will and those who won't. He says, it's called two foundations. He says, therefore, everyone, as a result of everything I've said, therefore, everyone who hears, this is verse 24, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, first, they had to hear the word. He says, and acts on them. He says, you got to hear it, and then you got to do it. You got to hear it, and then you got to do it. He says, this type of person is compared to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house 
and yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. The rock of what? The rock of the word of God. Why did the house not fall? Because the man or woman of God, they heard what the word says, and then they began to do it. And, 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 and what did it do? Remember we talked about correction, direction, protection, and perfection. You got it. You hear the word of correction. It raises you up to a different standard of truth. And then you, it points you in a different direction. And when you begin to go in the direction which the word has pointed you in, then it brings about protection. Protection from what? From hurt, harm, or danger. Didn't say things wouldn't come because Jesus clearly said storms came. But when it beat upon that house, they was in perfection, which means they was whole and complete, lacking no good thing. It could not tear that house down because it was founded on the word. He says, but then every, the second one is this one. Everyone who hears these words of, of mine, Jesus says, and does not act on them. He says, this person will be a foolish man or woman who built their house on the sand. He says, he says, and when the, when the rain, the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house, it fell and great was its fall. The interesting thing about it is both houses experienced the same storm. The difference between what the one who stood and the one who didn't was the one who made a decision to build their house according to the word of God. And that's the exact same thing he's saying to you and I today. He says, is you have to set this in stone. You, your, your foundation has to be set in stone to be you have already made a decision to be a doer and not a hearer only and he says but i need to make sure that the things that you say you believe is really the truth so you got to understand this when you got when you got born again when you get, was born again from a new from above by the spirit of god when your spirit was regenerated and made totally new and, and it took that old sin nature out and now you have the holy spirit that's living on the inside of you now you got to understand that you are now in the body of christ just like i have a head this is christ he's the head and all these joints shoulders muscles fingers toes hips uh, uh, kneecap, all those, all those are members of this one body, but it's still only one body with, and with, and I only have one head. The church only has one head, and that head is Christ. So when we says Jesus is the head of my life, means He is the head. He is supreme authority. He is supreme in character, which means He gets the final say, or the Word of God is the final say it is the standard by which we live it's not the suggestions that we get it's the standard by which we live and in order for you to live have life in abundance to the full till it overflow to be able to operate and always be producing always be increasing always be filling and refilling and always having uh, authority and conquering your situation and circumstance you have to have made the decision that jesus is the head of my life and the word of God has the final authority. So we talked about this a couple weeks ago, how looking, reading the Bible is like looking into a mirror and you look in the Bible and you look in the mirror and it, it, it gives a reflection and it reflects back to you 
whether what what the standard of the word of God is and your responsibility, my responsibility is to begin to uh, to make whatever adjustments so that our our life reflects what the Bible says, not take the Bible, race parts out of it and to make the Bible equal what we want it to say. It does not happen. That doesn't make Jesus Lord. That means you're still sitting on the throne of your life. And if you're still sitting on the throne of your life, you're doing the opposite of what Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six says, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding in all of your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. All your ways, all your ways. We have to acknowledge him from from where it is, what we wear, what it is that we eat, the way the way we drive, uh, 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 what you know, where do we live, where do we work, who are we going to date, what church is, is he sending us to? Not the one that we think is closest to our house, or not the one that we begin believe we can get the best benefit out for us, but what church has he sent us to so that we can go there and be blessed by them, but also be a blessing to them as well. It says this in Ephesians chapter one, talking about how Christ, he is the head. Say it with me. Jesus is the head of the body. It says this in Ephesians chapter one, verse 20, it says this, which he brought, talking about Jesus, brought about in Christ when God raised him from the dead, God raised Jesus from the dead and he and he seated him at his own right hand. So Jesus, the man is seated at the right hand uh, in, of God in heavenly places far above and and when he was seated in heavenly places he he is now he's far above or he has authority that's far above all rule and authority and and power and dominion and every name in his name and it says it's the best it, it says it in a uh, Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 how that when Jesus he humbled himself and became obedient to death even the death of the cross and when he went to the cross and was willing to lay his life down God was his head he submitted to God's purpose and plan he laid his life down and as a result of him being obedient to what it is God told him to do what did God do he says and he says and he humbled himself and became obedient to death even the death of the cross and then how God highly exalted him or promoted him. And he's given him a name, an authority, which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. Because remember, he went to hell for three days and took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Everything under the earth, and every, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. What is that word, Lord? Supreme in authority. So he has been made Lord, supreme in authority, head above all things. And even in the body of Christ, he is above all things. It says, he's seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and dominion and power in every name that is named. He says, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And God has put all things under his subjection. All things are under Jesus' control. And he says, and it's and, and and all things are under his feet. And see, this is the thing about it. All things are under his feet. Remember, Jesus is the head. We are the body. And at the bottom of your body is what? It's feet. And what is he saying? He says, Not if if you are in the body, just like things are subject that's under Jesus' feet, 
Things are, are under your feet. The devil is not stronger than you if you're in Christ. He says that the devil is under your feet. His demonic forces are under your feet. Every sickness and disease is under your feet. Poverty and lack is under your feet. All those things are under your feet, because, not because of you, but because you're in the body of Christ and Christ, the hope of glory lives on the inside of you. And he says, when you get into became a member of the body of Christ. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he says, then you you became a member of his body. And every every uh, power and, and dominion and, and, and all and every name that is above that name and every satanic force and demonic force is under your feet and it's under your feet right now. And, and, and he gave, God also gave Jesus to be the head or the authority over all things to the church. So Jesus is the head over the church, which is his body. The body of the church is the body of Christ. The church talking about the people, not the building. The church talking about the people, not the not the building, makes up the body of Christ. And when God gets expression in this, in this earth, he gets his expression in the earth through members of his body. So if you want God to heal somebody, God's going to send you to lay hands for him. he will send you to pray over him. he will send you or your neighbor or somebody in that community to go and pray over them go and speak a word over them go and be his hands and feet in the earth he doesn't get off the throne and go do it for you he all he will send a man or woman to do it the same way he did it with jesus because god it, legally the earth belongs to man. And according to Psalm 115 and 16, it talks about how the God created the heavens and the earth. He kept the heavens, but he gave the earth to man to do what? According to Genesis chapter 1 and, and, and uh, 26 and 28, to have dominion or authority to rule over the earth on earth, just like it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is in heaven. God's influence over a territory over the earth is in the earth today but he gets his expression in the earth through you and through me by being doers of his word and operating in that authority that he has given us do y'all receive that part jesus also says this in john chapter 14 verse 6 he says this he says i am the only way many people are saying out there today there's all kind of ways to get to heaven but god says this he says there's jesus says there's only one way he says there's only way one way to get to the father there's only one way just kind of like this maze the maze has many different routes that people can go but there's only one route that's going to get you from point a to point z and as long as you're you're following that route you will get from one destination to the other if you're trying to get all, go through all these other ways to try to get there you will get a lot of places but you won't get to the end where you're trying to get to and jesus is saying that he says i am he is the only way he says he is the truth he is the life no one comes to the father except through him now, Oprah said there's many kind of ways, many different people, celebrities says there's all kind of different ways. Many uh, other uh, quote unquote religious said there's all, all kind of ways. Secularism says there's all kind of way you can get what you get. You don't even need God. And, and that could not be even any further from the truth. And what Jesus is saying, he says, I am. He is the only way. He is the only truth. He is the only life. No man comes to the father except you got to go through him. So you can't even come to get into the body of Christ without going through Jesus. Jesus is your doorway 
into the body of Christ. Jesus is your doorway into the kingdom of God. Jesus is your doorway into right relationship with God. Do you see that? How do you know that? Because he also says, uh, it's written in Acts chapter 4, verse number 10, how he says this. He says, let it not, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel and all of Canada and to all the world that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, he says, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you hold. Talking about the guy who was healed. He says this, he says, this is the stone, talking about Jesus. Jesus is the stone which was rejected by you builders. He says, because you try to build your, you're trying to build your life on, on one thing. He says, but Jesus is the stone by which you are to build your life. He says, he says, you rejected him. You rejected him as being the stone by which you will build your life. He says, but God has made him the chief cornerstone. The chief cornerstone, you said he, he was the stone that God sent, but the builders rejected him, and God turned around and made him the chief cornerstone. Remember, he came to seek and save that which was lost, but he came to his own, it says in John chapter 1, I believe it's verse 14, he came to his own, but his own received him not. They would not receive him. He came to the Jews, the Jews would not receive him. He says, but he, he also says this in John chapter 1, verse 12. He says, but as for many as who believed on him, he gave them the power to become sons of God, even those who believed in his name. He says, he he is he he was the stone, but God has made him the chief cornerstone. He says, he says, and there is no there is not salvation in any other name. Not in Harry Harry Krishna, not in Buddha, not in Islam, not not uh, not in um, uh, uh, Jehovah Witnesses, not in 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 any other name. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved except through the name of Jesus. The only way you're going to be able to receive salvation, the only way you're going to be able to receive life in abundance to the full until it overflows, the only way you're going to be able to operate in authority that you may be able to always be producing, always be increasing, always be filling and refilling and having authority and dominion over your situation and your circumstance is in and through Jesus himself, in and through the name of Jesus because he is the head of the church. He is the only name by which you can be saved. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. And because he, he says, he says, he says this, because he see, this is the thing. If deception is rampant, and it is, because he said in these last days, deception will be rampant. And he says, and many false Christ, or many false teachers, or many false people will raise up, and they will say that they are the Messiah, and they will say that they are the way, and they will say that they are the truth, and they will say that they are like, he says, but don't allow them to mislead you, he says, because they're going to lead you into error. And it says, there are ways, in Proverbs chapter 14 says, there are ways that seem right, but the end of that way is death. There are ways that appear to be the right way to go. If I just, if my good outweighs my bad, or if, you know, or if I just pay enough money, you know, uh, or light enough candles, or if I pass out enough tracks, or if I do enough community service, or if I do all these things in my own ability, if I do all those things, God, because he loves me so much, God, because he he, he, he cares so much about me. There's no way he will turn me away. He won't, but he will honor your decision to turn away yourself. 
Remember it says in First Timothy chapter 4, it says people will begin to fall away from the faith because they will begin to give attention or paying attention to other doctrines of demons, other doctrines that are, are based in hypocrisy and liars, and they will sear the souls of the people, and people will begin to turn away and go another way other than the way that's already been made available. See, there's a lot of things that you can do, but when it comes to this, there's only one way. And this is where you have to settle this in stone. For so many people, they, they have the blueprint, which is the Bible that tells you how the house is supposed to be built. But they don't want to make a decision to build their house based off of the cornerstone, the rock that has been set in place. What is a cornerstone? A cornerstone is a rock upon which the weight of the entire structure rests. Jesus being the cornerstone means he is the weight, he's the rock upon which the entire structure of, 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 of receiving that life in abundance to the full, till it overflows, uh, being, being a follower of Jesus, all that is rests on that belief, that, that belief that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that he is the only way to the Father, that there's no other name under heaven given among men, whereby you must be saved and that Jesus is the head of the church. He is the supreme in authority. He is supreme in character. It also says that uh, in Cornerstone, it is describes Jesus as he's the chief cornerstone of our faith. Our faith lies in, in what, what, what it is you believe about Jesus. Because when every man, every man, uh, every woman will stand before God. And the first question he's going to ask you is, what did you do? concerning Jesus. What did you do about Jesus? Did you notice that even with his disciples in Matthew chapter 16, he asked them, who do men say that I am? Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Some say that you're one of the prophets. Then he turns around, he asks them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And then Peter, who got a revelation from God, about who Jesus was, he says, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus says, uh, he says, blessed are you, Peter, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. He says, upon this rock, upon the revelation that I am Christ, the son of the living God, he says, I will build my church. And upon this rock, as Jesus being the cornerstone, he ensures the stability of the whole system of our salvation. Jesus was and is the only plan of salvation. There's no other name under which you must be saved except through Jesus. It says in Romans chapter 10, 13, as many as called upon his name, they would be saved. Then he says this, remember we're talking about seeking rescue. He says, but how... How can they call on him whom they have not believed? And how can they believe on him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. What does that mean? He says, how can people believe that Jesus is the plan of salvation, that he is the chief cornerstone that he is on the way the truth and the life that he is 
the only name given among men whereby we must be saved unless we begin to go out and sound the alarm and let them know that Jesus is the way. And how can they have faith? Because it says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God. When you begin to speak out the word of God, that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. He is the door that op that's open unto you into the kingdom of God, into right relationship with God, to, into life in abundance to the full until it overflows. But you have to have it settled in your heart. You have to have it settled in your mind. You have to have it settled that you, and you have to be steadfast unmovable standing on that word no matter what because th there will be there is all kind of doctrines and teachers that and according to Ephesians chapter 4 there's all kind of waves of doctrine and winds of doctrine that's there to try to toss you to and fro and, and, and carry you about on every wind of doctrine he says but that's why I sent you apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers to mature you to, to, to mature the saints, to go forth and do the work of the ministry by letting people know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the entrance door into the kingdom of God. He's the entrance door into the things of God. He's the entrance by which you come in to receive life in abundance to the full until it overflows. He is the way. He is the only way, and he is the head. And even when you get in the body, he's still going to be the head who will lead you and guide you. He says, and all things, and when you get in the body, everything that Jesus has, you have. The same word Jesus have, you have. The same Holy Spirit Jesus has, you have. And the same authority that Jesus has, he's given it unto you. And all things are under your feet. Things in heaven and things in earth and things in under the earth because they're in Jesus authority do you see that but you have to set it in stone now and how do you do that well you start first by making the, taking the first step by making Jesus the head of your life well how do you go about doing that man it's so simple it's so simple a child can do it. in fact many kids have done this and how do they do it and according to Romans chapter 10 Verses 8, 9, and 10, which says this, the word is near you, it's in your heart and in your mouth, that's the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. Remember, Jesus came to seek and say that which lost. And then he and then he trained up disciples. And he, he dispatched his disciples to go out to do what? To make disciples, to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, to point them to him as, as the entrance way into the kingdom of God so that they can operate in the authority, dominion, and power that he came to restore back to them. Let's pray this prayer with me. Confess it out of your mouth and mean it from your heart. Come on, pray it with me right now in Jesus' name. Say this, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. I receive his offer of forgiveness. Right now, Jesus come into my heart and save me now. I turn from sin in Jesus' name. Right now, I'm born again. Right now, I'm in right fellowship. Right now, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. And right now, I'm in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, 
Amen and glory to God. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer for the very first time, I want to welcome you into the kingdom of God, welcome you back into right position with God, and welcome you into right relationship. So what do you do now? Man, you got to get in a word-based church that teaches you about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I know the word at Ignite Depot is such a place. So what I'd like to do is I invite you to join us here each week at 6 p.m. right here online, where we teach you about the death burial resurrection of jesus christ about the love of god about the kingdom of god and how to apply it to your practical everyday life and also uh if you miss it on on saturday man catch us again here on on thursdays where we rebroadcast this message and hey if you miss that and you want to catch it on the podcast or you want to hear it again and again and you don't have time to just to sit in front of a computer man listen to the podcast which is ignite the number two life ignite to life podcast and is on all multiple platforms uh type it type out the name subscribe to the channel uh like it give us a good review like our uh, youtube channel uh, our facebook channel and you will be able to catch this message and all the other messages we've done prior to this now on behalf of pastor Juin and the entire night nation i want to thank you for joining us tonight and remember this you have to set this in stone jesus is the cornerstone by which every all our faith and salvation rest upon him. Have a blessed day. God bless you. Bye-bye.